0: Um, Over the last few weeks, we've been talking about Coth Fit. Yeah, we're trying to kind of do a little play on words with Coth. And again, if you don't know what Coth stands for, it stands for Church on the Hill. So when you hear us talk about Coth, we're talking about Church on the Hill. Coth up your junk. We had our yard sale. Bring all your junk in. Coth up your junk. Coth up your junk. Bring your junk to Church on the Hill. We're going to sell it, and we're going to give it to the glory of God. Coth Fit is kind of a play on words for CrossFit. We're not doing CrossFit. We're doing Church on the Hill fit. Getting spiritually and physically fit. Now, I feel like I had a revelation this week. I feel like the Lord said, Paul, they hired you to get them spiritually fit, not physically fit. (laughs) And I said, okay, God, I'm not trying to get them physically fit, but I'm enjoying getting physically fit. And, you know, it's a thing that we can all get out and do together for those that want to. But for those of you that have felt pressure for being physically fit, there's no pressure. Now, there's some pressure to be spiritually fit. Being in church, you come in here. We're coming in here to grow spiritually, right? If not, what are we doing here? This isn't a, this isn't a um, uh, sorority or a fraternity. This is a place to experience the presence of God, to grow together. Um, to learn to get through things together, to plug in as the Word of God talks about us plugging in as a body and serving the Lord and serving each other. In the meantime, we're building relationships, building friendships, building things that, that when storms come won't be tore down. This isn't just a place to come in and warm a pew. It's a place to come in and grow. We are here to grow. Amen. So, I'm going to kind of turn my focus tonight more on being spiritually fit. But I want to say these things go hand in hand. Physically fit and spiritually fit, both are very similar things. And I believe the key is movement. Faith is movement. Faith moves. Faith does. Faith is an action. We need faith to please God. We show God our faith by our actions, by what we do. Um, works without faith is dead you can do things but if they're not in faith they're not worth anything but when you do things in faith it pleases god so getting spiritually healthy um i have to stay focused on what i allow into my mouth and into my mind um Job talks about our ears being like the mouth of the body. The ears let words in where the mouth lets food in. So we've got to be careful what we let come in. We've got to be careful about what thoughts that we have and what we do with those thoughts. And I want you to know this spiritual fitness is a spiritual battle. Uh, let, me, let me drop back just a second. I want to give a shout out to our worship row right back here even though they're all we had this team up here we've got a powerhouse team sitting right down here in front of us I mean and then you came up to me Juanita and said where'd we find her holy moly and I, you know what I thought and she was talking about Tabitha Tabitha waved at me where'd you go yeah yeah that's what she said about you where'd she where'd she come from where, where, where'd you find and you know what what I believe is those powerhouses are you You are a powerhouse ready to be unleashed in God's house. This is one that we see kind of, um, it's a little bit easier to see because it's on stage and you hear it and it's up front. But that's no more powerful than what's in you. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is the same power that's in you. Get that released within the church. Uh, I don't know if you noticed the um, the foster children wall that's been placed um, out there. Right, right outside this wall, right outside this door, right out here, Um, the Saros powerhouses changing our community for Christ. Um, And I'm I'm going to stop there because I'm going to get myself in trouble. But uh, that's the potential that you have. You have that kind of explosive, humongous growth powerhouse potential. I believe that with all my heart, every one of you in here. Not one of you is a dud. Not one of you is a runt. No, we didn't. We got a great dog. Kona was a runt, but Kona was one of our best dogs. Oh, let's don't go there. you are awesome and what we need what the church needs is for your ability to be released your potential to be released in the church all right so let's get back to what I'm talking about here spiritual battle are you equipped and are you using the equipment Again, it is the goal to get spiritually fit. Now, I want you to know that my spiritual health, mine, again, I'm going to be uh, talking as much as I can from my experience. My experience necessarily is not going to work for you. Um, You have to find your way. Your way will probably be a combination of a lot of people's way. But it won't be anything exactly like someone else's. Um, You are not exactly like that other person. If you were one of you wouldn't be needed no one is exactly alike so you have a purpose that no one else can fulfill you you have a purpose God has a specific plan for you but my spiritual health begins in uh the word every morning first thing reading I read the one-year bible and this is from my one-year Bible. Um, as I walk around the church and read the Bible, this is a scripture I got, and I feel like He gave me this word just for this series. And that's how He works; He'll give us just what we need, right when we need it, right in the nick of time. Second Peter chapter one. Now we started here, but I'm, I'm, we're going to stay here tonight. By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for a living, for living a godly life. By him, through his power, he has given us everything we need for living a godly life. You can live a godly life, and you don't need to go order something from Amazon to be able to do it. He has already given it to you. You don't need a thing. You have what you need to live a godly life. And what that means is, what's in you is enough to please God to position you in a way to come under the authority of God and under the blessing of God. You have what you need. Everything we need to live a healthy life, to live a spiritually and physically healthy life has been given to us. Some things are already in us. Some things have been provided for us. We just have to access them. We just have to learn them. We have to acquire them and we have to go get them says that he prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemies. What we need has already been prepared for us right in the face of the enemy and it is ours to go access, to go get. But we have it. It's ours. It's there before us. But we have to get it. But that's not all. We have to use it. We have to take the word of God and what he says and then we have to use what we've just received we can't just hold it faith is something we do having them and using them are two different things who here has ever bought a treadmill how long has it been since you've ran the thing i mean just a a workout a piece of workout equipment a a mat to do sit-ups on Anybody have one of those? Elizabeth once ordered a twist and ski. <laughs> Does anybody remember that? It was, probably, it was probably like from 1990. Probably a little bit later. We were probably married. It was probably 92. Yeah, we were married. It was <laughs> You know, we, we played with it for a day or two. And then it found a storage place. And then it found a yard yard sale. But that's what we do. We get these things and we don't use them. God gives us these things, these powerful tools. If you ever go and read Ephesians 6 and look at the armor of God, what God has given us, yet we don't use it. Satan shows up and we just start running like, God, what have you done to me? And you run. Instead of, wait a minute, I have equipped you for this. I have given you the provision for what you're about to face. Be quiet, get in my word, and go against this thing. It's going to go down. Goliath shows up, and we go and hide behind the rocks and go cry. Then we get up the next day and look and see if he's still out there. Shoot, he's still there. Let's go hide behind the rock again, and maybe he'll go away. But he doesn't. In fact, he keeps yakking. Who will come out here and fight me? Not me. Maybe they'll do it. We've got to use it. God's provided you and me with a physical body, and maybe we've messed that up a bit, but it can be fixed. We can get out of where we are. Maybe you have some real physical challenges. There is a way to start. God has provided you with a spirit. He has equipped you with everything that you need to live a victorious spiritual life. A victorious life. Everything we need. But you have to access it. You have to go get it. You have to exercise it. You have to live it out. Live it out. Live it up. Christ already lived it out, and he gave us what he deserved. He gave us our, his inheritance. We just have to access it and live it out. Don't just be hearers. Be doers. Doers. That is such a powerful verse from James. Don't just be hearers, be doers. Take what you get from church. Take what you get from Sunday school and from live groups and from your time together. Sometimes I'll just be sitting with someone and they will just hit me with a word that's like, whoa, that was awesome. Now, I could just say, man, that was an awesome word and just keep on living my life. Or I could apply that word to my life and see the fruit of that. verse 3 same scripture we have received all of this by coming to know him the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence and because of his glory and excellence he has given he has given us great and precious promises These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Now, did you just hear that? Now, there is a key part. There is a key to this, to verse 3. Coming to know him. Uh, I can't remember exactly how you phrased it, Tabitha, when you talked about Ephesians, but I feel like it is that, com- it, it is. I don't remember how you phrased it, but I'm gonna rephrase it in that I believe it is coming to know him. When you, be- when you begin to know him, the only way you can know him is by his word, by his spirit, by his body, by his people. Right? By his word, by his spirit, by his body, by his people. Um, there's probably some other, the other ways, but those are the primary ways that the Lord, that I come to know the Lord. It's not just by my study. It's by my interaction. It's by hearing your testimony and realizing you've come out of something and I can too and coming out of it. Um, it's by me running and not, not physically running, but by me going in God's direction and falling down and him picking me up and helping me back up and getting back up again. But in coming to know him, By coming to know Him, we receive all of this. And what do we receive? Great and precious promises that enable us to share His divine nature. But by getting to know Him, we begin to position ourselves to receive the inheritance that Jesus Christ is trying to give to us. And He's not waiting for us to die for us to get that inheritance. Most of the time you're waiting for a relative to die to get their inheritance. He's not waiting. He's already he Jesus already died. Now he just wants us to receive his inheritance and the way we, we receive his inheritance is by getting to know him. And as we get to know him, he deposits the inheritance to us. We don't have to, we don't have to go to the we don't have to uh, get a get a check and go cash it. He direct deposits. You get to your account and you realize, I don't even remember that. There that is. Somehow, sometimes it's like Dana, you shared about the giving. It, it, just, it just was given to you. You had sown, you had sown your grocery money, and then the, the food just started coming. God just direct deposited back to you. You didn't have to go say, "God." Send the pizza. He sent the pizza. He direct deposits to you. Do you know the scripture that those who will, uh, uh, those that will hear and obey his word, um, his blessings will come find you and overtake you. Direct deposit. You can't outrun it. You can't can't miss the delivery. It's not like UPS that doesn't deliver on Saturdays and Sundays. You don't miss the delivery. I'm real paranoid about ordering anything. I want it delivered to the church because someone's always at the church. I don't like it being delivered to my home because sometimes no one's home. Have you ever worried that you wouldn't be home when God goes to deliver you a blessing? (laughs) I literally have thought, I wonder if I could miss this. I don't want to miss it. And I'm just like, where, where, where is it, God? And God's like, don't worry about it. You run on. You go on and do what I've called you to do. It will find you. Amen. I don't have to go looking for his promises. To be honest with you, I don't even have to know him. Now, I'm getting to know him. And as I get to know him, I'll start to learn those promises and start to expect him. But as long as I'm pursuing him, it doesn't mean that God says, well, I'm really this, but he doesn't know it yet. So I'm not going to be this for him yet. Do you follow me? Uh, Pastor Paul may not even know that I'm Jehovah Rophi, the Lord is healer, so I'm not going to heal him yet. That's not what a good father does. My kids don't have to know all the provisions that I can do as a father, and until they know it, I'm not going to do it. I just do it. And in me doing it, they start to realize, my daddy does this. I, I didn't even know he did that, but he just did that for me. He will direct deposit to you. And not only that, He will take care of you escaping from the world's corruption. Not only is He going to bless you with His promises, but He's going to be looking out for you at the same time. You'll share in His divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by humans' desires. You don't have to go searching for that. You will, that will happen in you. I'm preaching a lot better than y'all are responding. (laughs) We receive the provision physically and spiritually. And did I mention mentally? When we get to know him, now it positions us to receive what is rightfully Christ's. And one of those is, His mind. Scripture tells us we have the mind of Christ. You have had such a hard time with yourself and what you think of yourself in your mind. Well, I want you to know that Christ thinks of yourself, that you have his mind. You are not a dud. You are not, what was that other word that I used for a dog? A runt. You're not a runt. You're not the black sheep. You're not. We have the mind of Christ. We have received this because of our coming to know him. Just getting to know the Lord positions us for provision. You want you want blessing in your life? Get to know the Lord. And the most awesome thing is it's not that hard. He makes it so easy to get to know him. But you still have to make an effort. You have to make an effort. You have to get off the couch. These provisions enable you to share in his divine nature. And it equips you physically and spiritually to further his kingdom. Share who God is. Share his nature. But not only that, by coming to know Him, he uh, provides you with the power to escape the enemy. Praise God. Let's go on to verse five. "In view of all this, makes every effort to respond make every effort to respond to God's promises. What does that say to you? Get off the couch. Make every effort. To respond to God, to his way, to his desires. Get to know him and make every effort to follow him. Our getting fit requires us to make an effort. I have to move. I have to work. I have to work out. I have to walk. I have to jump rope. I have to run. I have to exercise. I have to be in the word. I have to fellowship with other believers. I have to connect to the body of Christ. I have to make every effort physically, exercise, spiritually, coming to know him. We have to make an effort. And do you know how much effort it takes? Just a mustard seed. Just, just And effort. And then he kicks in. And then hopefully your faith increases and you make more of an effort. And then he kicks in some more. And I want you to know that what he kicks in is way more than what you ever kick in. The part that he plays is so much more significant than the part that you play. This, this, uh, this is kind of wanting to sound a little bit, um, it, it, I, I'm not trying to make this a works message. You cannot, please, you cannot, you cannot do enough to, to be able to um, earn your way, earn, your, earn God's love, earn God's salvation. You can't earn that. That is just a gift being given to you. But there is things that we have to do. It's like our money. We could sit here and pray and pray and pray and pray that the Lord would would bless our money, but until we made an effort toward our money, our money never changed. But once we prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and made an effort, God came through miraculously. I want to say the exact same thing happened with our marriage. We pray and pray and pray and pray, And then we make an effort, and God comes through miraculously. God is a miraculous God. Exceeds more than we could ever think or ask. I think that Satan wants to try to hinder us right here by saying, well, the pastor sounds like if... You know, we, we have to do all this work, and then God does this. It's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that if God says to go out here and plant tomato plants, that he'll give you tomatoes, and he'll give you the seed, would, would you go plant the tomatoes? Or would you say, no, God, I'm really not going to plant them, but go ahead and give me the tomatoes anyway? He says, no, I'm going to do all the work. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do all, all the mysteries under the ground but you've got to put the seed in the ground. You've got to put the seed in the ground. Um, to, to, get the, to get the promises of tithing, you've got to tithe. Oh, but I don't want to tithe. But I want the blessing of the tithe. But I don't want to tithe. You're stuck. You're going to have to break free of that. And take a chance on God. God, your word says this I'm gonna put my seed in the ground. I'm gonna put tomatoes in. And I'm gonna expect you, God, to make a tomato out of that seed. And He does. His kingdom is seed, time, and harvest. You sow, you reap. When you sow into God's kingdom, you cannot stop the reaping from happening. All right, so let's go on to verse five. Still the same scripture. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence, moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. Now, what did he just say to do? He just said to do something. Take the faith. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. We get in the Word. We get our faith. Now we're going to take that faith, faith and we're going to supplement it. What does that mean when I think of supplement? Say it again. Well, that's what I wanted to say. What did y'all say? Add to. Add to. Yeah. Uh, be like supplementing your income or supplementing by, uh, your calcium um, but that's the way I think of it, is a vitamin. So God, God's saying, okay, the faith is good, but you need to supplement that faith with this. So take it up with God if you want to just yell at me about me giving a works message. I'm not giving a works message, I'm giving a message. I'm giving a God message. God said, take your faith, now let's put some work to it. Let's put a little bit of work on that faith. Because faith without works is dead. So to confirm God's word, take the faith. Now let's put it to work with what? With moral excellence. Man, that's a good one. Get out of here and do the right thing. Quit worrying about what the consequence is going to do and do the right thing and let God worry about the consequence. Okay, moral excellence. Okay, all right, God, that's a biggie. That's hard. Knowledge. Knowledge. Where are we getting knowledge? We're going to be in the word. Our faith's going to be increasing. We're going to start start removing our thoughts and getting his thoughts. Now, we've got to take that knowledge and use it. You can have knowledge and not use it. How many of you a lot of times know the right thing to do, but you do the other thing? You knew what you needed to do. All right, take knowledge with self-control. Here's a big word for everyone a fruit of the spirit is self-control. When you get to come to know the Lord, he will equip you to control yourself. Amen. You can control yourself. You can say no, you can say yes. You can. Self-control with patient endurance. Patient endurance with godliness. Godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. Man, that is a powerhouse of a scripture. Make every effort. You remember what it said earlier? In view of all this, make every effort. That is an intentional move. To moral excellence, we, we just read it. So we start with coming to know him. Getting in the word, following the word, following Christ, filled with the spirit, fellowshipping with the body. Let's continue on to verse 8. I'm almost done. I'm going to finish with verse 11. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. A sign of not being able to let go of what you have, have done in the past is a sign that you have not been getting to know the Lord. Hmm. Did I step on some toes with that one? I will tell you, it is hard to let go of what you've done. But the way to, let, the way to truly be able to let go of what you've done in the past is by coming to know the Lord you really get, at, get after God and he will completely set you free of that what you've done. Did y'all get this? The more you grow, like what? Like coming to know him and then supplementing your faith with walking in the proper way that the Lord is teaching us and equipping us through the fruit of the spirit, the more we come to grow like that, the more productive and useful you're gonna be. But those who fail to develop, what he's saying is, we're supposed to be growing, are going to be short sighted or blind, and we're going to forget who we are. We're going to forget how great God thinks we are. Verse 10. So, dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things. And you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What did you just get from that one? Work hard. Work hard at this thing. Work hard at coming to know the Lord. We work hard at a lot of things that really don't matter. But the things that do matter, we don't work hard at at all. You know what's funny is one of the most important things in my life is my marriage. And there have been times in my life where it was the thing I worked on the least. We just go home, we just live our life, and we don't work on our relationship, my relationship to my children. But when I put my focus onto it, God blesses it. When I put my focus onto God, he blesses me. A lot of times we only holler at God when we're in trouble. We're good, God. I'm going to keep on running like I've been going. Everything's good. I'll I'll holler at you if I need you. And then all of a sudden the storms come and we don't know what to do. We've got to seek after the Lord in the good times and in the bad. When it's raining and when it's sunshining. Please build your house now while things are calm. Not try to build it when it's storming. I hate doing outside work when it's stormy. You know, the air conditioner and the heater never goes out unless it's a really terrible day. Have you' all ever noticed that? It's always awful. And here I go with my flashlight out in the rain, like I know anything about my heating and cooling system. But, I, you know, we go out there and think we do, hope there's some easy button like at Staples or whatever that is, and you just go push that button, and all of a sudden it works. I did. I had an AC unit that had a reset button I could just go hit, and it would just start back up. Well, thanks to the HVAC people, they removed that button, and I don't have a fix-it button anymore. But everything goes wrong when the when the weather's bad. Your car breaks down when it's raining. Not when it's 75 degrees and pleasant and you could just leave the car sitting there and just go and enjoy the the outdoors. You know, no, it's always freezing cold. And it's right in the middle of the biggest intersection in the town. And it's on a hill that you can't push it. And everybody's honking their horn at you. Thanks a lot. That helps me so much. God bless you for honking your horn at me. Bless them, Lord. Just bless them. Work hard to prove that you really are a chosen child of God. Work hard at this thing. God's going to do so much more than what you could ever do, He's going to come to your rescue. My God rescues me all the time. And boy, I still need him to rescue me. How about you? Do Who needs a good rescuing? Come to know him. Come to know him. And it's my desire here at Church on the Hill that we as a church body come to know him. If that's not what we're doing, we're missing it. That we come to know him. That you come to know him and that I do and that we do this together. And that our lives are changed. And we get equipped to get out here and help save someone that's going to hell. Someone whose life is falling apart. And they don't know what to do. And here you come to the rescue. Because what's in you can rescue them. You may be their only hope. So let's work hard. Amen? Amen. Y'all stand up with me. Let me pray over you. Father, I just ask you to help us to get this. Lord, for us to just get passionate about you. We get passionate about everything else. But Lord, let us get passionate about you. If we could all think back to that time that we were first saved. And Lord, how passionate we were. Lord, help us to return to that passion, return to that first love as your word puts it in uh, revelation. Lord, let us not just keep going through day to day hoping for some big change. But Lord, let us be the change. Let us change to come to know you. And Lord, I just ask you as we make even the smallest of efforts that you just come in to the rescue. Rescue us, Lord. Father, I just pray over our church. I pray over our children, our youth, Lord, our college, just, Lord, our everything that we've got going on, all these faithful people that are just serving every single week. Lord, I just thank you. I just give thanks to our worship team, our children's workers, our life group leaders, our Sunday school teachers. Lord, I just, uh, our sound people, I just... Miss Gloria and Dan, all everyone that is just working so hard here at the church, our staff, our deacons. I've probably left somebody out. Just forgive me. Bless us, Lord, and continue to send us laborers to further Your kingdom, Lord. I just pray again for provision over this body, Lord. Your our finances that You would just bless us, that You would just help us meet our needs, and Lord, exceed our needs, that we would be a blessing to others. And, Lord, I ask you, as you bless this church body financially and spiritually and we grow, that you would just bless this church. Build this building. Lord, let us, let us have a place that we can come to know you. Church on the Hill, a place to come to know the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless us, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you Sunday morning.